Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. It's four. Tonight, They Think It's All Over is back, and we're bringing you analysis on all the big football stories of the week. For the first time in 10 years, four English sides have qualified for the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Is the Premier League back to being the top in Europe? But don't forget Cristiano Ronaldo. His performance on Tuesday night against Atletico Madrid was arguably one of the best the competition has seen. Our panel tonight will probably have something to say about that. Meanwhile, IFAB have introduced some new radical rule changes for next season. We'll be breaking them down to try and allay your confusion. We'll also take a look ahead to the next round of the FA Cup, where both City and United will be looking to progress this weekend. Here with me tonight is United's biggest plastic fan, Matthew Dawes. Well, that's not true, <laughs> but OK. Right, I'm then. also joined by Scott Hyron, who you may not know only started watching football in 2015. There it is. <laughs> and also we've got Arsenal's uh, David Morgan. He's uh, watching their match tonight against the French Farmers in Rennes. Of course, they lost that first leg, but they're currently 2-0 up. It's all going good at the moment. <laughs> so I want to start with the Champions League. A huge win for City on Tuesday. Did you see that coming, Scott? Um, I expected it to be a win, not quite of that magnitude. It was uh, quite something to be a team, any team in the Champions League, seven nil in the knockout stages. So, after what was t- a quite a tight first game, where we had to come back with ten men down and score two very late goals to uh, save us some away goals, which may- might have been important, we just blew Schalke completely out-, out of the park, and it was just so satisfying to watch. So do you think you can go on and um, win the Champions League this year? Obviously, it's escaped you so far since the oil money came in. But uh, is, it, is this your year, your year? You can't say this year's your year because... Then the you'd quali- be a Liverpool fan. Like. Well, that, that's it, yeah. yeah. But the quality of the teams in the competition is top draw. And, to, and you also need a little bit of luck to go your way. Uh, some of the, the draws have to go your way. Um, but also just playing at your best each night and if you drop for about 20-30 minutes in one leg that could be enough to be out so yeah it's it's gonna be hard work but I think we're probably the favourites and Mm. with the squad that we've got and how we've been recently why not go for it we've got to go for it so yeah obviously you mentioned the draw there that's tomorrow 11 o'clock who who will you be hoping for in that draw Porto would be nice um There's a few tough ones. I, I, even Ajax are looking good, but we should be, we should fancy to beat them. And in all honesty, Man City shouldn't have to fear anyone because, but that, in my it, personal opinion, we're playing the best football in the world right now. I looked at the uh, statistics. There's a 73% chance there'll be at least one all-English clash. So if you could choose an English side, who would you face? Would you have a Manchester derby in the quarter-final? Oh, it'd be quite tasty, wouldn't it? But I, I personally would rather have Spurs. I feel Spurs are. <laughs> of course, uh, Spurs, mate. <laughs> I feel they're. We're we're just not scared of them. We're not. We in the last few years we've kind of dealt with Spurs quite easily. So I I feel like if we had them in two legs, we should be able to win that. How about you, Dorsey? Obviously, United through. It's a big move for them with Ollie at the wheel. Yeah. Uh, no. Who will you be hoping for? Again, I think. Porto is obviously the easy one. Um, I think everyone wants Porto, but personally, I wouldn't. T- I'd take anyone on, um, even Liverpool. Thinks I think he's the big man. Over I'm, yeah, yeah. But, 
Now Oli's at the wheel, wheel mate. He's, yeah, all, he's yeah, at the he wheel, so at the end of the day, we beat anyone. I mean, we beat PSG with 10 of our first team players out, mate. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah, so the draw is tomorrow uh, at 11 o'clock. And we'll actually find out who the semi-final uh, opponent's mm. going to be after the quarter-final. Interesting move Very from interesting. UEFA. What do you think of that, Dorsey? Yeah, I, I really like it, actually. Um, just shows like your route to the final. I mean, obviously, if the draw comes in tomorrow, we get Juve. And then in the other half is Man City or Barca. Then suddenly it's all good. So you wouldn't want City? Nah, I'd, not at this stage. I think it'd just be too big, too big of a game. Um, but it would mean that we play. there's a potential for four... Manchester derbies in three weeks. <laughs> Obviously, we've, we could clash in the FA Cup. We've got the Premier League fixture, and then these two legs. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. I'll well, probably have th- 13 heart attacks in these last be gone. We'll talk about the FA Cup a bit later. Of course, Swansea, I'll have something to say about that. Uh, <laughs> Man City progressing. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about um, Liverpool. So, obviously, doing really well this year. Jurgen Klopp, um, we'll play a little clip now. Here's, here's what he's been saying. We have to find different ways. Tonight, we found them. And um, that makes me really, that makes me really proud and happy because um, I really think, um, yeah, this club deserves just um, the awareness again. Just we are back, so good. Let's carry on. We have a lot to improve. We have a lot to develop. Develop. We have a lot to learn, but we are back, and I like that fact. So yeah, big statement there from Klopp. What, what would you say to that, Liverpool? We are back. Are they back? What are they back to? The glory days? Or is it back to 2014 when Gerrard slipped and lost the league? <laughs> I think um, he's possibly referring to the fact that Liverpool, as of recent weeks, have kind of been losing their bottle a little bit. Uh, a lot of draws uh, haven't been satisfactory to the Liverpool faithful. Uh, and hence they've seen their lead in the Premier League go from seven points down to being now one behind us so I think what he's trying to say is well we're actually sort of scoring goals again we're doing it away to one of the big boys in Europe so I think that was quite an important win for them to just at least show they're there and hope, well, hopefully for them uh, they'll go into the next Premier League game and uh, do what they need to do So obviously you know, City and Liverpool battling out top of the Premier League would you want to avoid them uh, at this stage in the, in the Champions League is it a potential Champions League final this year? Ooh, it'd be um, I mean given given how hot the title race is as well um, you could you could definitely see it I think they're up there one of the best teams in Europe on their day um, 73 points in 30 games suggests to me that they've been absolutely fantastic this season mm. even with like maybe favourable things that have gone their way Um they're the highest. They're the team with the highest points to not be in first place in the Premier League era. So it, I think it it's a, still says a big testament to how they're doing. They're a dangerous team, and in the final, you don't mm. know what can happen. All I'd say for that is three words: Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, he's the key. He's been phenomenal. Any injury, then that's this season over. As simple as that. But if he stays fit, I think Ferdinand put it best yesterday. You just go through phases in your career where you feel unstoppable, and I think that's what Van Dijk is at the moment. He's literally unstoppable. Yeah. So yeah, I want to bring uh, David in here as the neutral. If you had to pick someone to was it whether win the Premier League or win the Champions League out of Liverpool and City, who, who would you pick? It's a hard one because I don't want to see City win it again because ultimately the only reason they're even in contention is because of oil money. <laughs> yeah, it's a disgrace. <laughs> but the trouble is that if they, Liverpool they, win they it, bought the league, mate. It's they have bought the league, like without. Without the Sheik, they'd, they'd still be in League Two. Yeah, but we've got the Sheik, so happy days, right? 
It's not happy days. Not for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're right. The problem is you just you can't fathom <laughs> Liverpool actually winning it. I mean, what would their fans be like? Oh, you'd never. Honestly, I think. I think I'd die and I'd still be hearing about it. Like, yeah. I'd never watch Sky Sports again, mate. Oh, yeah. Graham Soonis. Jamie I mean, Carragher with his Oh, dearie me. Jamie Redknapp, a lot of them, mate. Oh, Phil God. Thompson should be a shambles. No. Oh. <laughs> it can never happen. Oh, but Graves. obviously, they, they've, they've beaten Bayern Munich now, so that is, that is a statement that they have got the capability. Mm. So do you think it's actually possible, Doors, that they can win the league, win the Champions League? Even? I mean, you saw last year they got to the final, so... It's obviously they'd be they'd be right up there again. I think it depends on the draw tomorrow. I think if they play either Juventus or Barcelona, I think they'd probably be knocked out of the competition at this stage. But if they get dealt in like they did last year and get Porto again, then they could go all the way. So I think we should mention Cristiano Ronaldo's performance on Tuesday night. Obviously, almost single-handedly turning over that Atletico Madrid's two-nil advantage and sending Juve through into that quarter-final draw. He's arguably one of the, the greatest players the Champions League's ever seen. Mm. You know, is, is he the best, or is there, are there better players out there at the moment? Um, well, for me, there's a, there's a certain Argentinian that plays for Barcelona that's oh. in a different league. Um, yeah, Ronaldo, was a, it was a brilliant performance. Um, fair to him. But at the end of the day, you know, two great headers, but the delivery from his teammates were fantastic. They, I mean, def- they definitely played to his strengths. I think they had over 60 crosses in the game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his penalty, he's the, one, he's, he's the best penalty taker in the world for me. There's no chance he's missing that. No chance. No yeah. chance. I was looking at the numbers. He's, he's now scored 124 goals in the Champions League. And mm. that's eight, 18 ahead of Messi. Yeah. And you know, we, we talk about Messi being up, up there with him, but is he perhaps at Barcelona? He's got you know, Suarez to, to compete with as well. You think Ronaldo's just got that extra edge because he is... Juventus is leading man. He's he's the main man at that club. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. I think you take Messi out of Barcelona and they're literally a pub side person. I mean, <laughs> I've seen them at times this season without Messi. They're just so poor, and he just lifts them so much. It's crazy. Yeah, it was eleven sports subscription. Like. Yeah, I, I mean, I pay. I literally pay four five pound a month just to watch Lionel Messi. He's he's just incredible. He gives you moments of pure joy. What I will say is that the appointment of Cristiano Ronaldo to Juventus. There's obviously one reason why Juventus signed him because they won uh, Syria seven times in a mm. row already at that point. And that was for the Champions League. He has brought an aura to the club. Because mm. uh, I think he bring. To be fair, he brings more than just his actual football. Mm. I think he brings just the winning and the confidence to uh, Juventus that they kind of maybe needed on this uh, on the highest level. Mm. Okay. So I think it'll be quite interesting to see how they cope against um, some more big boys as uh, the competition goes on. I think yeah. what was interesting was that Ronaldo actually only had scored once in this season's Champions League before this week yeah. uh, I think that's probably down to the amount he's played in the league I think he played every um, domestic game so far in the event of season mm-hmm. and just as they rested him on the on the weekend he comes out and produces one of his best performances all year well, I mean that's what Zidane did at Real Madrid um, they, they finished what 17 points behind Barca last season after Christmas Ronaldo just didn't play in La Liga um, and then in the Champions League he's scoring hat-tricks for fun so I think Obviously, the title's won for Juve. They're, what, like 16 points clear already. So, if I was Allegri, I'd be resting him as much as possible because mm. um, he produces performances like that and fair dues to him. And we've talked about draws for the English side, but would, would you fancy seeing Juventus against Barcelona in the next round or is that <laughs> a potential final clash? 
I think there's a few potential uh, final clashes, but it'll certainly be a tasty one at any point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think whatever whatever the final will be, it will it will be tasty, and I'm already looking forward to it. I'm just hoping it's City in there. Nah, it's United, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to move on to talk about the new rules IFAB is introducing for next season. The most interesting one being around the handball situation in in the box. So if um, the ball now hits the player's hand, even if uh, it's accidental, it's not a deliberate move towards the ball, the player um, could be denied a goal. It's very interesting, Scott. What what, what do you think on that? Um, I think that's probably a good thing. I feel that it's easy for the the hands to get involved too much. Um, And even, yeah, as I said, even if it's by accident, well, fundamentally, you're not allowed to use your arm in it. I think a lot more benefit of the doubt should be given for defenders. I think for attackers, you should re- shouldn't really be using your upper body uh, to try score a goal. Yeah, well, I think that's what, what, where the um, new rules are trying to target the attacking players uh, using their arms, even if it appears um, you know undeliberate. If it does touch their arm, then they they will be a free kick to the defensive team. I think David, you were talking a bit more about the VAR aspect on this. Yeah, I think sort of the rules have been brought in because now that VAR is in the Champions League, it's it's very much less subjective the, with when it because they can see it as many times as they want. Yeah. The laws have to be tightened up so that there's no sort of wiggle room almost that you know oh some refs give this it has to be very much every time that has to be given. So I think that's what these rules have been brought yeah. in to do because yeah. obviously we all saw the debates after the Man United PSG game about whether or not it's a penalty. Stonewall penalty for me. And <laughs> with these new rules, it's now. It is. It is. Yeah, by the letter of the law now. As a, one of the interesting sort of facets around this, I guess, is the pressure on referees inside the box. Obviously, there seems to be some sort of rule, or not a rule, but in referees' minds where something that might be a penalty or a handball outside the box is a handball, but inside the box isn't a handball. Mm. So what do you think on that, that door? Obviously, as a, as a former ref yourself, mm. you've probably seen, you've experienced these pressures firsthand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you, you always see it these days. Um, if it's, it's the classic cliche, if it's, outside, if it's outside the box, you'd give it, but if it's inside, you won't. But I think with these rules coming in now, it makes things so much easier for the referees so to know that if it hits the arm, it's... It's a free kick, symbol as that. Surely we're seeing lots more penalties then. Is, is, is yeah, that Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why not. In all honesty, um, it removes the referees' sort of decision making. You know what some of the English, re- you know, the English refs in the Premier League are like these days. <laughs> They're not exactly up to scratch personally. So hopefully, with this rule change, you'll sort of see a great consistency. As Rod mentioned, like it would be nice to know that if it hits the arm, basically it's going to be a penalty. Whereas these days, it's Mike Dean decides he wants to give a pen, so he gives one. Yeah, so. gone are the good old days of Howard Webb and Co. <laughs> the glory days. Exactly, those are the good days. So, so, yeah, so, his best mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of the other rules have been brought in, some interesting ones. What, what, what's the standout one for you, Dawes? Um, for me, is the player's substitution. So if a player is substituted, they now have to leave the pitch wherever's closest to them. So I remember a few times under Jose Mourinho, he'd sort of send Anthony Martial to the opposite end of the pitch just to waste that extra few seconds That's at the end a of the joke, game. That's isn't it? It's classic Mourinho. It's, it's classic. I mean, at the time I was loving it, but obviously 
if it was against me, it must be the most frustrating thing in the world. So to get rid of that, I think it's a very good addition. Very so good rule. Straight to centre circle now. Just kill as much of the time as they can. Still, like. yeah, yeah. It's not still not great, is it? <laughs> no. so, you know, Twenty seconds. It's something. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, Scott? What, what do you think is a standout rule change for you? Um, I suppose the, the goal kick uh, in play before leaving the box is uh, something a little bit different. Um, I suppose it gives the chance for the ball to be played quicker. Mm. Um, suit you definitely. Su- suit no, c- certainly suits a team yeah. um, building up for the back. back. Yeah, uh, because you're for dealing in City yet again. <laughs> uh, the interesting one I thought was um, the free kick. No defenders will be allowed in a defense. Sorry, no attackers will be allowed in a defensive wall. I don't really understand the reasoning behind that. Have you got any ideas? I think it's sort of to stop attackers getting in the way of defenders. Mm. So if they're blocking them off. That they can't jump or run in to stop like a short free kick or something if mm. there's an attacker blocking it. So I think it's just to stop that. And then the other ones we had were um, if the ball hits the referee at any time, there will be a drop ball, yeah. which I think is, is good. I think yes. I'm surprised yeah, that's not a rule already. That's brilliant. And um, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, if um, even if a goal is disallowed and there's an illegal celebration, so a, a player taking his shirt off, and it still gets a yellow card. What do you think on that, Scott? I'm surprised that wasn't already uh, a rule ready, to be honest. You'd think you'd take your shirt off, even if you're deluded and prevent, thought you did score a goal. You're still going to be booked for it anyway, I I thought. So I, at least it provides clarity on that, but I'm surprised it already wasn't there, to be honest. Yeah, so we'll move on now and talk uh, about the FA Cup this weekend. So the quarterfinals are coming up on Saturday and Sunday. A few tasty fixtures um, to get our teeth into. We've got um, Watford and Palace, um, followed by Swansea against Man City on Saturday with the evening kickoff. Uh, Wolves against United. So, yeah, obviously, United and City both still in it. Do you think you can win it this year, Dawes? Definitely. Um, I think it will be one of the Manchester clubs that win it. Um, you look at the teams left, I think we're definitely the two biggest. And I think it'll be the perfect way to end Ole's first season in charge with a trophy. So, It'd be a tough game. Obviously, Wolves away. They've beaten some big boys in the competition. So, yeah, we'll see. But I know that, you know, we've got a few key men coming back. I think Martial's fit now and Lingard's ready to go. So, hopefully, with those boys coming in, we could sort of get past these and then who knows. It's interesting for you because you might have not thought six months ago you might get a top four finish, be in the quarterfinals, the FA Cup, and the Champions League, you know, looking to win possibly two trophies this year. Did you see it coming? No. Um, I mean, obviously, Jose Mourinho, it was a shambles. And I, I, I like the appointment of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but even I'm, you know, even the most incredible United fans, the most passionate, will have to admit they didn't see this coming. It's been an incredible last few months. I mean, it's, been, it's been some honeymoon period. Yes. Surely it's got to come to, to an end at some point. Oh, I mean, obviously, we, we, yeah. We thought it had come to an end against PC, PSG, but they've come back that's and the thing. It, so. that's, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we, lo- we lost that. It's the first game we lost under him. We thought... All right, okay, you know, you take on the chin, you know, the PSG are a great side, but then to do that in the second leg, unbelievable. I mean, the bubble will burst one day, I think it, I think it has to, but at the moment I'm just loving watching football again, which has been <laughs> I haven't <laughs> haven't enjoyed football this much for the last 5 years, so it's great great to see, great to see. And obviously for you, Scott, it's a trip to my beloved Swansea City. It is. It's a tough trip to a championship side who well, we've been a bit in mixed form lately, but um do you think you can come away from a win with that and move on to the semi-finals? Oh, for the resources that we have, uh, we really want to be 
winning on Saturday. Uh, again, not a 90 minute game. You never know what can happen. You put, putting some kids out? <sighs> no he won't. Chance. Pe- I think, no I think Pep won't. Won't. He Pe- should, but he I'm won't. hoping you Cl- put some kids out. Closest might be uh, might be Foden, but I, I think Pep will go strong, especially given that the international break is straight afterwards. So. Uh, there's no real need to sort of rest players because there should be plenty of scope for that over the course of the next two weeks. Yeah, it does play into his hands, the international break. And then, and then that final match uh, on Sunday is uh, Millwall versus Brighton. It's an interesting clash uh, alongside mm. that Watford and Palace match. David, I wonder if you thought, obviously we're assuming here the two Manchester sides get through. Outside of that, who who would be your next um, favourite to, to go through? We've got Watford and Palace and Millwall and, and Brighton. I think... I think um, I think Brighton will go through against Millwall. I just mm. don't think Millwall really have the quality. Mm. I think it could be a very contested match because obviously Brighton are not the best Prem side, but they are still on their day a very good side. Watford versus Palace is a hard one to call because both sides have good quality in their team. Um, I think Palace could. They've mm. they've had they've had some good form recently, like and then they do have Zaha mm. who can just. He carry that team on, yeah he, he can carry that team on his back at points yeah. whereas I, just, I think Watford's especially now that they let Richardson go they're really sort of lacking that key player that can carry them mm. it, for me it really depends on Delafeu and Dini I mean the last few weeks they've been in scintillating form so they both got subbed on against uh, against Man City the other week and about 30 seconds after the substitution they were both involved in the goal so that, I mean <laughs> we saw they first are, exactly they're two of the best players they've got by miles I think so yeah. It'll be if they those two turn up. I, I, I can see Watford going through, you know. But I think that's that's probably one of the best games of the of the round of the quarterfinals. There, I think very interesting. Yeah, definitely be the most contested. Yeah. So thanks for listening tonight. This has been. They think it's all over, and it is now. <laughs>